<clears throat> oh, can't forget that. I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of thinking like maybe it would be cool if um, <clears throat> I had adopted the, uh, the like the um, conceit of um, like 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 drinking a tall boy of Labatt and like by the time I got to the end of it, um, that would be the end of the show. It would be like uh, the ladies' man, um, Tim Meadows, back in the back in the day. But uh, alas, no. Tonight I'm just drinking uh, a Narragansett Lager in honor of Long Island, uh, where the Sabers will be coming. Pending or per the uh, announcement this week, one of many. So, uh, yeah, um, I have no idea <clears throat> if I'm gonna like necessarily end this once I get to the bottom of this guy. But uh, I'm at the top now, so welcome to Saberland episode zero point three. Well, we've got a GM, and it's uh, it's the guy I was talking about. It's Jason Bonnero, and uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's weird because it's not like I necessarily. Um, I mean, of course, I, you know, you never really. What 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 does an assistant general manager do that we here outside the team can really know? And that's probably nothing. We we don't we don't know anything. But um, I just had a feeling about him. No, I don't. I don't know about that. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, clearly he was the guy I was talking about saying I wanted and, uh, we hired him and it's cool. I mean, I, 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 as much as it's, I guess Pagula's made a couple moves, <clears throat> Terry Pagula's made a couple moves in his tenure where he just clearly goes, well, this guy had a history with Buffalo, so I'll hire him. And it's, <clears throat> it's gotten us here. But, um, I, I feel like Botterill's kind of, the fact that he played, came through Buffalo, it's certainly it's interesting um, but in terms of his career, it's incidental because he, I mean, he, you know, he, he didn't really have that much of an impact as a player, um, in his career, but that's whatever, that's fine. Um, but it was cool. I, 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 I listened to his, uh, press conference today on the way home and, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I know I should say I wasn't watching it, but I was listening, but I did see some of the pictures from it. And, um, <clears throat> it's funny just cause like. Pagula starts talking and he's just he just starts he goes like oh I've got a couple quick remarks and then he reads like the entire the entirety of what I presume is Botterill's resume I think I think really someone just like quickly like threw an iPad in front of P Terry Pagula with like the Wikipedia entry of Jason Botterill Pagula just read every single line on it and I was surprised he didn't say like uh I don't know that Botterill was like your local science teacher or that he runs like an ice cream truck because like, I mean, look at that guy's face. I, I mean, I, I, I immediately, Botterill immediately became my favorite like person in management in the league, except for the guy who's like, um, well, I guess he's not in management. That guy who was on the, who was like represented the Panthers that one year at the lottery. I think he's like the owner's nephew or something, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Botterill's clearly one of those hockey guys whose face just gets incredibly round. Um, 
at, after he retires and great i mean he just looks like I, I i just immediately like him he looks he really really looks like my old like science teacher uh, one of them but uh yeah, so, you know, but he, and, and of course, when he started talking, he didn't like, his prepared remarks were less than impressive, we might say. But, uh, you know, once he started answering or getting asked questions, his answers were thoughtful and, yeah, he, he's, he's got some, um, <clears throat> he's clearly got some passion uh, or, and, or energy, um, which is like, you know, again, it's like Tim Murray, you could like immediately hear the, like, the cogs in his little brain, like, trying to crank out, like, a funny soundbite every time he was talked to, um, or who knows what, but he was just, he's just a weirdo. Um, whereas Botterill just seems to be take, I, well, I don't well, dare I say he takes the, the entirety of the, the, the whole part of the job seriously enough that he'll even answer stupid questions from like the hack reporters, the Buffalo news. Um, but, uh, he, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, he, 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 he's, I liked the, I like that he talked about an up-tempo north-south possession team. And again, he clearly knows, I mean, um, and I, I, liked, I liked that he emphasized the uh, relationship between the NHL and the AHL team, um, because yeah, it's like the, the, the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. Um, are they also the Penguins? I, I, uh, they, they might be. Um, yeah, they're, I guess apparently they were like the top team in the season, Um and probably that was mostly his role. Um, but you know, clearly the, I mean, the Penguins have had insane injuries and they just, they just won. Um, and yeah, and he, he was right to say, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not just getting a, a top dude from, or a top guy from, by tanking. You also have to build an actual team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's mentioning these guys that, you know, like no one had ever heard of Brandon Rust and Jake Gensel. Um, and these guys that come out of nowhere, and then they're like, great, because, you know, but it's not it's not just as easy as you can put anyone next to Crosby, because we learned you can't, you know, that's, that's I mean, maybe you could with him, but it's not just that simple, um, and uh, I like, I mean, I just, you know, I, I liked what Byrill said, I mean, you never know, we don't know anything about what he'll do, or whether the Sabres will be good, or or who knows what, but, uh, and it's it's so easy to just immediately think like, well, this guy gets it. I mean, clearly he knows what he's doing. Unlike those other idiots that didn't get us anywhere. You know, we don't know that. It's it's May. Um, he's just a he's a press conference GM at this point. But um, but he did it. He handled it well. So um, I'm I'm I liked him, and I I mean I guess I liked I guess he was the guy I wanted them to hire. I mean I kept, I've talked about him a lot. Um, just that I remembered him as a player, and um, I was wrong. Because I did look it up later, I think in NHL '99. Well, I think he was. I think in as of NHL '99, he was on the, the game. I mean, he was in like the. I think he would have been on the 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 Stars roster, because I did because I guess he was picked in the expansion draft by the Thrashers, um, as far as I could tell, because or or maybe got traded. But I think he got. I think he played that first year in Atlanta, a couple games, which is crazy. Um, but I was right that he did spend time with the Flames. So I remember that. Maybe, or maybe maybe he was in the... Whatever. Anyway, got drafted by the Stars, but I forget. Um, well, whatever. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, he's he's the new GM. The Bills got a guy. Um, now we'll just see who the Sabres take as a coach. I, have, I mean, I don't... 
I have I have no idea who who are even considered like the candidates out there. Seems like a lot of Sabres fans want Phil Housley, but I don't know. Um, whatever. I mean, that to me that would be. I feel like people are only saying that just because they remember seeing him play, um, or they remember their dads talking about him. Which doesn't mean he won't be a good coach or couldn't be one. I just I don't know what to make of that. So I have no idea. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but we got a guy, and uh, we didn't have a guy before, so now we got one. Um, yeah, that's that's it. I don't know. We'll, we'll just... Uh, I'm just curious to see what he does. Uh, you know, again, like I, like I said last time, I just don't want another Tim Murray. But based at least on what I've seen now, he, he doesn't seem like one. So... That's the only substantial Sabres news in terms of uh, the team and stuff this week. But in terms of uh, the other announcement that, that's certainly related to Sabres is that I'm very, I'm very excited about um, is that the Sabres will be coming to City Field on New Year's Day, which is great because, um, I mean, I only live... It's, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I am in Brooklyn, but I'm not... It's not so far to get to City Field. Um, I try to go to... I go to a couple Mets games a year... Um, I've definitely adopted the Mets as my baseball team since moving here four years ago. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, and then City Field's phenomenal. Um, I mean, Yankee Stadium is just like a, it's just a big concrete coffin. Whereas, um, City Field is like being just wrapped in a burlap sack and buried under your favorite tree. Because you, I mean, the point is you're dead, but at least you're, feel good about it. But I don't even know what that means. Um, but the Mets are basically, they're, they're so much like the Sabres, just complete disaster all the time. Um, and I love it. Although the only key difference is that the Mets have won uh, two championships, um, but not in my lifetime, so that's fine. Um, I mean, I spent, yeah, we just, I'm clearly, I'm not going to turn this into an entire Mets discussion, but it has been a funny week just following that team fall apart. Um, you know, similarly, I, the Mets, it, it's weird because the Mets have some several problematic player person about how to even put this they made some dis decisions that i really don't understand um again having nothing to do with on the field stuff just why are there are a couple guys like why would you still i would not i wouldn't run a team where you would allow like i just wouldn't tolerate the same sort of off the field stuff that i talked about with the i don't want the sabers to um i don't know why the mets would even i mean it's not like jose reyes is that good familia is a good closer obviously but that i don't care um whatever. Um, anyway, I'm not going to talk about all, all about the Mets, but I do love City Field and I do love the Mets because even on moving here, I don't know what it is, but there's something, something happened where I just, I just immediately saw that team as representing something that I loved. Um, and the Sabres are like that. Um, even, and I, even though of course I didn't grow up watching baseball, but I do, I do, ha there's something when I look at the Mets logo, I do have this sort of, um, I don't even know what, what I could call it. The sort of, if you've ever read uh, The Sun Also Rises, and I, it, par, pardon me, and I really mean that, forgive me for making this reference, but there is a great thing that Hemingway says where he's describing um, uh, watching a guy bullfight, and he, he talks, he, he describes this like feeling in your stomach when you, f when you think you're about to see something great um, or, even, uh, or even horrifying, um, but there's something real that he described that he felt and that you could that it's a it's like sort of a, a tightening of the stomach that kind of comes up and you sort of and you could picture someone sort of 
moving forward slightly even in your seat as if being led by your stomach um because i i mean i know that feeling of just like when you see true greatness unfolding in front of you and you're in some sort of a sporting event um yeah he uh I've, 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 I've felt that a couple times, certainly when watching some Sabres games, but even just, um, couple, couple of pitching performances from, from like, well, Syndergaard for sure. Um, uh, not Matt Harvey, <laughs> although he, you know, he's had his moments, but now he's sort of just a laughing stock. DeGrom has pitched some incredible games that I've seen. Um, anyway, uh, I've just, but, 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 but even deeper than that, like there's just, it's, it's, you know, I've, I've even, I've gone to some Yankee games in my time here that, yeah, there's been great play, but I don't feel any connection to the Yankees because they just, they don't need me. The Mets, I feel like they need me. And the Sabres, I've always felt, need me. They need everything they can get. So, um, I don't know, I just, I just, I just love the Mets because there's, and there's something about um, looking at that logo. I, I don't know what, I don't know what I would have done as a kid that made me associate with it. But I do have this other feeling of just remembering love, like being interested and intrigued by that orange and blue NY. Um, I'm looking at my, I have a Jacob deGrom hair hat that I got last year. And I'm like, you're looking at it right now. It's next to my desk, next to my Sabres hat. Not interesting at all. But there's, there's just something about these two teams that I think it's a natural fit. And I'm really, I'm, I'm very excited to get to go see the Sabres at City Field, which is my favorite baseball stadium. Um, not that I've been to a ton of them, but, uh, mostly it's my favorite because it's the closest one that I live that I live near. Um, yeah. And I like, I mean, I like the Rangers, uh, well enough. I just, I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter, but, uh, I'm just, I'm super excited to to get to go see this game, um, next year because, uh, I've never been to an outdoor game before. In fact, actually, I think I have to double check the schedule of the world juniors because, which obviously is going to be in Buffalo. So I'm going to, I'll have to plan my like trip home. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I can, I'd love to hit the, I'd love to be able to do both like the outdoor game at the uh, Ralph at new era field and then come here for the Sabres. But I don't know if that's actually possible. I feel like the, I feel like that U.S. Canada game might be New Year's Eve, but I feel, but I think also that isn't the, isn't the championship on New Year's Eve? I don't know. I shouldn't be asking these things now, but at any rate, I'm definitely going to try and go to. A, I mean, I'm going to go to a game, a junior, World Juniors game in Buffalo, and then uh, yeah, I have to be back here by New Year's Eve, but or New Year's Day for the game. Um, Again, this it's kind of, who knows, there's, it's kind of weird to talk about the team for next year because there's so many unknowns, but um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to see my hockey team and my baseball team's house. So I'm going to cross that off the list of the things I'm going to talk about today. And have another sip of beer. And keep talking. Um, so I, I, I was thinking about a couple things. Um, literally only a couple things. No. Um, and, and I, I just was making some notes like, uh, yeah, you know, yesterday, maybe this this morning, of just like, you know, what I might want to, what I might think of trying to touch on in the next, like, episode. Um, and... Uh, what I thought was I, based on, um, after, so after I, after I posted this episode 0.2, 
let me open up. I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I opus, I posted this, and then I got, I immediately got like a new. I had one follower, which was the Adam and Gordon Show, which is my other podcast, and so that doesn't even count. But whatever. And I posted the episode, and then I got somehow. I, I think I put, I think I put like hashtag hockey podcast or something, because whatever. I don't really, I, I don't really like Twitter, but I, um, I put that on it because I guess, I guess it just seemed like the thing to do. And then I got, so I, I got, that got like noticed by hockey podcasts, which is at NHL podcasts. Cool. They immediately followed me. They immediately like, like retweeted the link because apparently that's all they do. They just, it says shares NHL podcast tweets, new episodes, when they oh I I I, I see how that reads shares NHL podcasts tweets new episodes when they are released great thanks at NHL podcasts they did that and then like later that day I got a notification of like a new follower and I and I and you know how it is like if you have Twitter when you like look at your phone it says like so and so is following you and I was like hmm who are you and it says Zach Boy <laughs> Zach Boychuk is following you I'm like oh there's a hockey player with that name. But it can't really be him. Well, turns out it is. <laughs> That's right. At Zach Boychuk, professional hockey player, and then emoji of snowflake and hockey stick. At NHL Canes, at Penguins, at Preds NHL, at HC Sibir, at Checkers Hockey, Instagram Zach Boychuk. So I'm not gonna read his whole thing. I don't. I can't. I don't know if he's actually in the league right now. It looks like he's playing in like. Oh, he's playing in the KHL. That's even better. Because I remember this guy. Now, he's not to be confused with Johnny Boychuk, who broke Thomas Vanek's ankle. Oh, no. Zach is a whole different player. But I don't know if they're related. Um, so I'm going to find that out right now, because these are the important things that need to be discovered. Um, and I wonder if there's such a thing as, as dead podcast error. But if there is, that's what's going on right now. Um, no, I don't want to look at his Twitter. All right, let's try Zach, Zach Boychuk. I hate that, like, when you Google an athlete, like, Google predicts, like, their, like, wife comes up. Like, you know. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. The top, uh, the top, oh, that's hilarious. Like, there's a Hockey Future thread called Zach Boychuk follows me on Twitter, and I don't know why. <laughs> Amazing. No, I'm not going to read it. All right, um, but I am going to read his Wikipedia to see where he's playing. Yeah, he's playing in the KHL. Now, I know that I'm not naive enough to think this means anything, but I do think it's very funny that, well, I mean, again, I don't really have any real followers on Twitter yet, but the only one that actually represents a human is Zach Boychuk, actual hockey player, um, which is hilarious. Now, when I had like an a Twitter from that was just for like me, as opposed to this show or um, the podcast, um, and I deleted it, uh, like full deleted it, like uh, yeah, months ago. Because I just well, I'll I can talk about that later. Because but I I I did have one random celebrity follower, which is probably the same exact situation, because it was a picture from the Minnesota Twins, and I have no idea why Irvin Santana. Um, uh, followed me, but it was hilarious because he was just like, he just, he had like a, he followed like a hundred thousand accounts. So of course it doesn't mean anything, but, um, 
but it was just like very funny because I had like I had like I think I I peaked at probably like seventy like followers, but most of them were not real. I knew that, um, and neither neither really was Irvin Santana, but um, but it, at least it represented like a real person, and it was a verified account, just like Zach, just like Zachy Boys is. But uh, I don't know. But now it's like I just find this so funny that I've got three followers. One is me in another in my other account. The other is just this like odd like robot account, and then it's just Zach Boychuk. And I'm gonna I, I think I know I've taken a snapshot. But I'm gonna take another one just because I find that really funny. But I mean I feel like yeah I don't know um, when it comes to followers for the Adam and Gordon show, which as of as of this recording, I actually we've got see that's this is this is why it's funny because I was gonna come into today I was like oh, I'm gonna talk about Zach Boychuk following me randomly even though he's again he's got he's probably got like he follows like six hundred thousand accounts so again totally meaningless but just funny um, I came in thinking like oh I'm just gonna talk about that well little do I know that um, after reposting uh, College Baby yesterday uh, or recently. Um, I don't know if this is, it must be related, but I don't know how exactly. Um, I got it. I came out of like, I was in the, I was on a D train again, coming home. I was, while well, I was listening to the Botterill thing today, I got stuck under, uh, before like Grand Street. So it was just like the one part, the worst part of the D line to get stuck in because there's no service. So we got stuck there for like 20 minutes coming home today, which was awful. But I listened to like the whole thing and then it ended and I couldn't load up on anything new to listen to, which was annoying, whatever. But I came out of the tunnel, kind of grumpy, well, yeah, grumpy because of, like, well, some work stuff, but that's fine. Um, and then just, like, the fact that I had to, like, I listened through the Botterill interview, like, press conference, and then, like, couldn't keep, like, it just started looping over again. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to this twice. Um, and then I got out, and then, like, immediately once I got service again, it said, BJ Lederman is following you. And I'm like, BJ Lederman? Isn't he the guy who writes the music for NPR? Well, sure enough, he is. Then he's following the Adam and Gordon show, which I just, I find that even more hilarious because he's even less of a, like, relevant, like, cultural figure, well, commercially, um, than let's just, one, one, than one might say a hockey player is. Um, but B.J. Lederman is, like, is just the John Williams of public radio. And I would have, and I was like, oh, yeah, he literally has written every NPR, like, theme song I've ever heard. So I've been listening to him you know, in some way, since I was like a, a, a literal child. And uh, now he's following, again, he, I don't know how closely he is to his account, probably not that much, or how close he is to his own Twitter, but, you know, he's, he's only following a modest 14,000 people, or accounts, so who knows. But uh, I did repost the thing yesterday, and I, I threw on some hashtags there, so and I guess that's, I guess that's the way that one builds a Twitter audience. I really don't know, clearly. Because between two accounts, I have a combined 45 followers, and three of them are for this thing. So, whatever. Um, but Irvin Santana followed me once, and he throws, like, 90-mile-an-hour fastballs. So, well, who knows? You know, I must be doing something right, clearly. Um, <laughs> I think he was pitching um, when I saw the Twins lose to the Mets last year, actually. I think he was. Because Grand Granderson hit, like, a like a 16th inning walk-off to like a thrilling 2-1 win. Maybe it was 3-2. But uh, anyway, I don't care for the Mets. My Diamondbacks, uh, well, they're in third in their division, but it's a good division because the Rockies are like on, on fire. 
but uh, I don't think that's going to last. I mean, no. does anyone believe that the Rockies are going to do anything except crumble? No. Dodgers, they've got, you know, they're, they're, they might be for real. But, uh, of course, my Diamondbacks are, well, they're not much. But, uh, yeah, it's like, I guess I guess, they, I guess I have about as much faith in my Diamondbacks holding on this year as I do in, like, holding on to a Twitter follower. Because whether it's, like, the, it's with the Adam Gordon Show or Saberland or my own former Twitter account, I basically had um, about as much faith in holding on to a Twitter follower as, like, being able to take, like, lift up a, a butterfly by its wings and have it still fly away. Never going to happen. You're going to, like... See, now I'm, it sounds like I'm quoting Hemingway, but I'm really not, even though that's a beautiful quote of his about Fitzgerald's talent or whatever. Um, but you know how... Um, if you ever, if you ever have had occasion to, uh, be physically close to like a butterfly, um, which I was, you know, certainly as a kid, they just, you just do. Um, it's just so those, like the color on their wings will just come right off on your fingers and then they can't fly anymore and their wings just become clear and useless. But, uh, but they're, but that's about as, but to me, a, a, a new Twitter follow is just as beautiful as a butterfly. Um, <laughs> A Monarch in Spring, which is actually the name of my new podcast of poetry. No. So, anyway, um, yeah, Twitter, Twitter's a crazy thing. I don't really think, I don't know, I've never been convinced by one person that it actually has brought any joy into their lives or done any good, but here we are using it. So anyway, um, yeah, there's not a lot of, there's a lot, I don't, you know, I mean, I was, oh, I watched, I, I watched, yeah, I watched some of the game last night that, no, actually I didn't. I watched, it was on TV at like a bar, but I wasn't really paying, I was paying a little bit more attention to the Celtics, but no, because, no, I, in fact, but I wasn't even, I was paying attention to my f pizza and my beer and only tangentially watching the sports that were going on all around me. Um, but I was, uh, preparing for my greatest performance yet which is that of guitar player on the at then the the ballad the black widows too which is what we did uh, adam and i last night it was fun um so uh but I, i'm i'm not very good my fingers are still sore but uh it sounds good so we'll see how that goes but um i did see i mean I, yeah I, I i i yeah it's just too bad that some teams just always are terrible but of course, I. But then, at the same breath, I mean, I'm talking about the Capitals. But in the same, in the same time, like, or by the same token, um, it's like, what type of terrible would you rather be? Would you rather be a team that is always amazing in the regular season and then loses in the second round, or would you rather be, let's just say, the Sabers? Because um, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's it's tough. Because I mean, as we've seen, like, if the Cubs can win the World Series, or the Red Sox could do it. 10 years ago, or even the Cavs could do it, even with LeBron, then anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett once reminded us, the great poet. Um, but it, does, it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't seem like it's possible. Um, I don't know, what, 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 what type of misery is preferable? That's the ultimate question of my life. And uh, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not an easy question to answer. But uh, I suppose that misery is not necessarily guaranteed, but I don't know. 
it just it, it's just people are on Twitter, so that seems like a kind of <laughs> there's nothing there's really nothing to do with Twitter and misery. But the more I've, I have in general in my life, I found that the more time I sp I've spent on Twitter, the more miserable I've been. But that's not been well. That was true when I when my account was like me. This is me. But now that I've got I guess two that like it's just a specific thing. I guess I can have a relationship to it that's not personal in the same way. And therefore, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like the stakes are so high. They did before. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm just being such a Buffalo fan by assuming that everything's always going to be terrible. But I've never been proven wrong based on the Sabres and Bills. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think, I think Washington fans have a totally, I mean, that's a pretty, it's just, it's, it's a rough deal right now, but, um, and the Wizards aren't, are down, um, so they're not going to win either, but they don't, like, that's not the same. They, they're no, they were never going to, they're never going to win. Um, I mean, John Wall is fine, but you're, you're not going to win any, you're not going to win the title with, like, you're not going to beat the Cavs, you're not going to beat the Warriors, get out of here. But, uh, I guess I'd rather, I guess I'd rather be, I'd rather be the Sabres right now than the, than the Capitals, like today, but only because, well, I guess it's, I guess it's literally only because the Sabres will pick eighth and have like the, I mean, in general, I'd rather stay at the bottom because I have a better chance at drafting at the top than if I continually am. If I reach that sort of like upper echelon mediocrity, which is what the Capitals are, I'd rather be like low-level mediocre because you have a sh lottery chance as opposed to like high-level mediocrity, which is what Washington appears to be stuck in. Um, and that's not even, that's definitely not like a shot at them because I think they're, I love Ovechkin and I think they're a great team. They just like, it's the same, it's the same reason that I just said like the, it's, it's just a shame that like, I don't even know if you're a, if you're just a guy who's like, I don't know what a good example is in the NBA, but if you're someone who's like just a great player, but you're, you just, you have to beat, you have, somehow you have to find a way to beat LeBron every year. Well, it's just not going to happen. You're never going to win the championship. Or as we've seen with the Bills, like the greatness of Tom Brady has like kept a lot of teams down, um, which in another era may not have happened. I mean, the Bills have uh, don't deserve any pity, and they, they, they would have been bad no matter what. It's not like I'm not saying the Bills would have won a Super Bowl if it weren't for Brady, but they probably would have made the playoffs once or twice in, in that time period. Um, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes you can just... But I, but, so, like, you, know, you, can, you can kind of artificially be held down by the greatness of someone else, in this case, Crosby, um, keeping, the, keeping the Capitals down. Um, so even, you know, it's, it's, mediocrity is not, I don't love the associations with that word because it's a little bit like saying that the capitals are chokers or something. And I don't necessarily know if that's true, but they don't have something, they don't have, there's something that they're lacking that Pittsburgh has that, I mean, at least in this, for now, for, for this week or for this series. Um, but I'd rather, I guess as a fan, ultimately, I'd rather be I'd rather not be in that position. I'd rather be down here at the bottom because at least the Sabres have a chance of, I don't know. I mean, they're not, obviously this year, eighth is, we're probably not going to get someone who's going to turn their fortunes around overnight, but uh, get someone, maybe we'll draft high again next year. Who knows? But... Okay. 
So, yeah, I have an idea that I was like thinking of mentioning, which is based, which is like this, like my, my version of like an NHL relegation or promotion system. But I don't really, I just don't, I don't care about talking right about right now. Some other time this summer when there's like, I have more energy or something. It is pretty funny though, I think. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a phenomenal episode and I've labored through it, but I think that's all I got for now. So maybe I'll listen back. Maybe this has been awful, but, um, I don't know. I hope not. Uh, anyway, it's still just, it's just season zero, man. So whatever, right? You know, I don't care. I'm just testing this, just testing it, doing, testing it out. All right. Bye-bye.